Hi, hello there. Welcome back to the Game Design Detective podcast, where we investigate anything and everything related to game design. My name is Sai and I'm a video game designer who started this podcast as a way to make game design more accessible to people interested in making games. Because my studio is hiring another game designer and we could really use the extra hand. In today's episode, we are going to talk about something every vegetarian lacks when looking at a McDonald's menu and that is choice. Because when we compare video games with any other form of entertainment media, the biggest difference is the fact that video games provide us the ability to interact and be a part of the story. And one of the best ways games provide this interaction is by providing choices to its players. It's always been the ultimate power fantasy for a player to feel like they have the freedom to do whatever they desire in a game and this is often attained by the game providing choices to the player and it's pretty empowering to feel like you can make decisions and choices that affect impact and control how the game progresses especially considering we so often feel like we lack such control in our real lives So it's more like at least I can do what I want in the game. Now, choice has been a term thrown around a lot in video games. Games love selling themselves as a world of endless possibilities where you can do or be whatever you want. As game designers, apart from explaining to everyone what it is you actually do, a large part of our job is to provide the right kind of choice at the right moment for the players within the game. So it's important to understand choice within the context of video games. Why it's important for a game to provide choices to its players and how designers can provide choices that actually matter to their players. And hopefully after this, we can probably understand why it's so important for Sophie that they made an entire movie about it. Not a half-bad movie Sophie's choice. choices. It's the act of choosing between two or more options or possibilities. We deal with choices at every stage of life to making mundane decisions every single day. Whether to cook food or order delivery, what to wear, or with this whole work from home situation, whether to wear clothes at all. Which kidney to sell if you want to buy a new graphics card. So so many choices to make. And choice when it comes to video games refers to any decision you make within the game. And what those choices are exactly depends on a lot of factors. The kind of choices games provide, the amount of choice provided varies depending on the type of game and the intended experience the game wants to provide. Some games are extremely linear and more focused on providing a fixed experience or story to the player. They are mostly just referred to as linear games and these games provide gameplay mechanics and systems to make the player feel like they are a part of the story but don't really provide the player any choice in controlling how the story unfolds think of most story campaigns of first person shooter games like call of duty or battlefield or any uncharted game there are also games that are extremely open ended with no fixed storylines 
but rather provide the player a world with a broad set of rules where the player can use any available abilities to do what they want. These are often referred to as sandbox games because the game is basically a playground sandbox where the player can shape their own experiences and stories. I personally associate sandboxes with getting scolded by my mom for swallowing sand but that, but you get the picture. Sandbox games provide a vast range of choices for the players in how they want to play and what they want to do as long as it's within the broad rules of the game. Some great examples of sandbox games are Minecraft, The Sims, and even GTA 5. Games aren't just linear or sandbox, however. Like most things in life, the categories are not binary but more rather a spectrum. Your game can fall anywhere on the spectrum of strictly linear to strictly sandbox. In fact, most games are a mix of linear and sandbox features and lie in the middle of the spectrum. And depending on where on the spectrum you intend your game to lie, the kind of choices and the amount of choices provided will vary considerably. Now, games provide choices because it helps fulfill the player fantasy of escapism and helps sell that immersion of the game world. It also helps with the replayability since making different choices can lead to different outcomes and experiences for the player at least that's the desire or at least that's the hope but that doesn't mean that you can just slap a random choice box within the game and call it a day just because you offer a box where you can select option a or option b does not mean that you have genuinely provided a choice to the player the true challenge comes in being able to provide choices within the game that are actually meaningful choices are the choices that make us feel like the things we do actually matter and the common conception is that good games are capable of providing meaningful choices not just any choice but choices that will have a real impact on what happens next and how the game turns out i mean how hard can that be and for future reference when it comes to anything related to game dev that question is and always will be rhetorical because creating meaningful choice is a lot of work and extremely difficult several game designers fall into the trap of designing choices that are meaningless choices become meaningless when there is no real value in the choice that you make imagine you're playing a racing game and had to pick a car from like 50 different options now they could have all sorts of cosmetics they could have all sorts of things that make them look different but all these choices are meaningless if all the cars have the exact same specs and drive the same it doesn't matter what you pick then right it's like asian parents telling you to pick between being a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer they think they're providing you with a choice but it's meaningless if none of them are what you actually want to do and instead leave you feeling equally depressed Likewise, if there was one specific car that is very obviously better than every other car out there, first off, good luck buying it in the current market, but it's not really a hard choice to make, so that makes it meaningless as well, right? 
I mean, there's always going to be this one guy or girl who picks the worst car just to flex on the fact that they can beat you even with having that worst car. But that's not my point. When one choice is clearly better than any other choice provided, it's called a dominant strategy. Dominant strategies generally refer to the best way to do something or approach a situation. And when dominant strategies exist in a game, the player will end up picking that strategy over any other option available not because it's necessarily more enjoyable or fun for them, but because it's the most optimal way to do it even if it makes their overall game experience feel like shit. It's a common saying in game design where players will always try to optimize the fun out of a game. One example of meaningless choices are of all games, Telltale's Walking Dead. For the uninitiated, Telltale Games is a game studio that only make choice-based narrative games. Like no matter what game they make, the entire game is an interactive story where you make choices that decide how the game progresses. Which is why it's ironic that they are a perfect example of games providing meaningless choices. Their most popular game is The Walking Dead, which is yes, based on the same zombie TV show that never dies. You make several choices in the game. Like even the most basic actions are provided like choices for the player to pick. But there are some choices that seem bigger and more important and essential than any other. For instance, you're given a choice to save either person A or person B in a specific scenario, which seems like a massive choice to make. Their lives are literally in your hands. It's like asking a mother who their favorite child is. Well, not really because it's always a younger one. But as you play along, regardless of your decision, the person you save will eventually end up dying in some other situation that you couldn't avoid. Now, they do this because it's extremely difficult to make a story that accounts for every single decision within your game. So they try to remove that branch of your decision by doing that or have it like converge back again into the main storyline. But as a result, this ends up making your choice pretty meaningless. You took all your time and effort and probably gave yourself PTSD deciding between the lives of two people only for both of them to end up dying regardless. So it feels pretty meaningless no matter what you did. Like your choice didn't really have any value at the end of it. So how do you make your choices more meaningful? As a designer, your job is to provide choices that will make the player experience a sense of conflict in their decision-making process. The choices provided should make the players ask questions to themselves like, where do I go? What strategy should I use in this situation? How and when should I use the resources that I've collected? Which weapon or ability should I pick? We should make them feel like whatever they choose as the answer for these questions, that we provide an experience for them that they intend or they actually want. It's also important that for all these questions, there should very rarely be a right answer. If there is a right and wrong choice, then the choice is pretty meaningless, right? Like, we can't provide choices when we clearly know that if they pick that other choice, it's game over for them or they're gonna lose. So it makes them feel like there is only one choice that they actually have to pick, that there's a right answer. And this is a common mistake that a lot of beginner game designers tend to make, where they feel that there is a quote-unquote right way to play the game. 
in a level design class that i was in one of my friends was embarrassed when a playtester for his level found a different way to solve a puzzle than he had intended and he was like breaking his head over how to ensure that the player does it the quote unquote right way i only asked him one question did the playtester have fun discovering this new way to solve the puzzle and he said yeah so i asked him why he was trying to fix a non issue as long as the way the player chooses to play is fun for them then that should be considered one of the many right ways to play within the rules of the game but that brings about another question how many meaningful choices should you provide to your player brownie points for anyone who's guessed the right answer for that which is it depends i know right who da thunk it what is considered the right number of choices varies from player to player depending on what they desire if the choices provided are less than their desire the player will feel frustrated if the choices are more than their desire the player will feel overwhelmed but if the choices provided completely satisfies all their desires then they will feel complete freedom and fulfillment let me say right off the bat that it's unreasonable to expect your game to satisfy every single player of your game Every player is different and will provide different expectations and there are a bunch of players who have no idea what goes into actually developing a game and sometimes have pure unreasonable expectations of what the game should provide and we shouldn't expect ourselves to make a game that satisfies every single player because in that case we never actually end up bringing the game out So it's important for you as a designer to have a clear idea of the intended audience for your game and also the intended experience that you want to provide to the player within certain limitations and provide choices that satisfy as many of them as possible. A lot of you might wonder why Why do we go to all this trouble to ensure we provide meaningful choices to players? It's because of a little thing we call player agency. Agency in video games is defined as a satisfying power to take meaningful action and see the result of our decisions and choices. That basically means when you do something you want what you do to actually mean something for that to be a consequence for what you did. and for you to be able to experience the consequence of your actions when players crave choices in video games they are looking to experience that feeling of agency it's the player wanting to do something within the game and the game actually allowing them to do it if there's a boulder on the top of the hill that the player wants to push down and maybe crush some enemies in the bottom the game should actually allow them to push it down and see it roll down and actually kill the enemies down there and that increases their sense of agency the fact that they could actually do that even though the game didn't actually tell them to go and do it just the fact that they felt that hey i want to do this and the game actually had the systems and the capabilities to allow the player to do it makes them feel a lot more empowered and i know from experience that when i ever discovered such things in the game like i've always felt like hey i want to do this and the game actually lets me do it and there is some consequence for me doing it like i get some kind of feedback or some kind of reward for actually doing it that was one of the most fun experiences i have that feeling of discovery and the feeling of choice 
because it made me feel like something i did mattered and that feeling is called agency it's called the player experiencing a sense of agency now there are several academic and research studies that show that the more sense of agency a player experiences while playing a game the more enjoyment and fun they end up having like it's not just me making stuff up people actually researched and studied and made papers on these things yeah i mean that sounds like a fun life i mean researching video games and stuff and this sense of agency is best provided with the use of meaningful choices so all in all if you want to provide meaningful choices here are a few things to keep in mind one be clear of which player audience you are trying to satisfy with your choices two be clear of your limitations and what you are actually capable of providing within your budget and within your time and technical feasibilities three avoid choices that lack value for the player four avoid choices that provide a clear dominant strategy five have choices that spark conflict in the player's decision making process and six give the right number of choices to the player at the right instance with all that said it's important to note that games don't have to provide choices story driven linear games often provide little to no choice at all to the player because the developers want the players to experience the game story in a very specific and crafted way and a lot of times they work extremely well what remains of edith finch is a story driven game that is extremely linear to the point that your only actions as a player is to move around the world interact with specific objects and do specific actions that progress the story yet it provided a storytelling experience that was so masterfully crafted that it could only be provided by an interactive medium like a video game now there are some who would not consider what remains of edith finch a video game to begin with but that's a whole other kind of forms for another day my point being games can be fun and engaging even without choices but only if the game has other ways of making the player feel invested and immersed enough to a point where their lack of choice or agency doesn't matter towards contributing to their fun but if your game does not fall into that category it's important to know how you can provide choices to the players in your game but that will have to wait for the next episode of the podcast where we discuss the different ways video games provide choices to the player so if you don't want to miss on that make sure to give the podcast a follow so that you're notified when it releases that's been it for this episode of the game design detective podcast if you choose to rate this episode or share it to your friends and family that would be truly meaningful for me this is sai signing off but this case isn't closed just yet